the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Insightful. Informative. Irreverent. We're ready. 1220 KDOW presents Rob Black and Your Money. Your source for breaking news, market updates, and successful investment strategies for the 21st century. Sounds like a great program. Getting you to retirement in today's market. So let's get on with the show. Taxes, family finance, insurance, the economy, technology, media, and entertainment. Rob is talking about it with you at 800-516-1220. So call in, we'll chat, and uh, have some fun. Now to start your day with the latest news and market commentary, here's Rob Black on the Bay Area's business leader, 1220 KDOW. I'm Rob Black, talking money, investing, and more. Today being be one of those days where I talk a lot more instead of about money and investing. I haven't really figured out exactly what path we should take today. So if you want to influence the path, drop me an email, rob at robblackshow.com. It's rob at robblackshow.com. I'm always fascinated with getting you to retirement. I, that will always be my number one goal. Um, I can't imagine a more important job in the world. I'm interested by you to do a good enough show with good enough opinions, good enough thoughts that you get better about saving money for retirement. And I, I really appreciate you trusting me to do that. Again, on occasion, I'm going to get sidetracked. Um, we're going to talk earnings season sometimes. We're going to talk economy sometimes. We're going to talk um, some of the phenomenons of companies that you invest in. Um, you know. Last night, Game of Thrones, HBO. That's a company you understand. I know you do. I was at dinner, and there was a couple sitting next to me that was like, we got to get home. Honey, we got to get home to watch Game of Thrones. So you know product, right? Now, when I talk Intel, what would you say? You know product, right? You know semiconductors, right? Do, 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 do. Intel inside, that kind of thing. They stand. I know there's like a guy who's doing my board right now. He's mid twenties, late twenties, early thirties. That I have to think that he knew what a two eighty six, thirty eighty six, four eighty six, Pentium one, Pentium two, Pentium three, Pentium four, and all the processors that have come since then. Kind of vaguely, he may not know them intimately, but at one point in time, I knew them intimately. Um, I think you get where I'm going with that. This uh, product, you know. Burger King. I will never admit going to Burger King or McDonald's. I'm the kind of guy, if, I, if it's just like that day that I need a McDonald's shake, which happens probably once a year, I will hide that, that cup. I will put it in the trash before anyone can dare see it. And then I look at things like McDonald's fries, where I love them, or I used to love them, but now I'm like, I can't eat them anymore. I, I know it's going to kill me. 
but I know people who do eat them, and I'm like, oh, can I have one kind of thing? Can I have one? So I want you to see things as product. Always come back to product, um, because I think that'll make you a better investor over time. And I, I don't know if you're with me or against me, but I honestly think that'll make you a better investor over time. There's not a lot of excitement today. Uh, one of the more interesting stories is Apple was supposed to report earnings today, but due to the death of a venture capitalist who was close to Steve Jobs and a lot of tech companies, um, in honor of his funeral today, Apple said, let's do that tomorrow. Um, so that's going to be a big story tomorrow. Not a lot of big stories out there today, in my opinion. The Federal Open Market Committee, they're going to talk on Wednesday. So we got Apple tomorrow. Kind of on Wednesday, if you think about it, because Apple will report after the close. And we'll go, how many eh, 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 Apple Watches did you sell? How many iPhones? Uh, more dividends? More dividends. And like everyone will salivate over Apple on some sort of crazy level. So Wednesday, I think, is going to be one of those big days of the week. So I just think we should take off until Wednesday. Between you and me, I'm good with that. Um, looking at foreign markets, it feels like drift. I was out in the ocean not that long ago. I love swimming in, I'm not going to say deep ocean, but a good 40 to 50 yards away from people because it's just quiet. You're in water. There's sun. It just feels right to me. So sometimes when you're out at, on the ocean and you're like, you drift a little to the left, you drift a little to the right. Hopefully you don't drift out to sea. Uh, but you drift a little to the left, you drift a little to the right. Um, and that's what the markets are doing today, over the weekend, and in early parts of the market today. Nikkei paced Asian markets with an 8 tenths of percent decline. Germany, UK, France, all registered modest losses. Um, nothing crazy. No big story. No run of the markets. No, we got to get out now. Bank of Japan wanted to perhaps to hold off on some new stimulus this week. Um, we as a world, there comes a time when you heed a certain call. Remember we are the world? Come on. Come on. You got to remember we are the world. Um, we as a world right now, we seem to be in a rush to like, let's, um, let's do more stimulus. Let's do this. Let's do like. It never really seems to come from the politicians. It's coming from the bankers of the countries. And we really need politicians to get involved and say, you know what? I'm going to build a bridge from here to Alaska. And we're going to employ a lot of people. I'm going to build a tunnel from France to Europe. Or France to England. Wait, wait. You tell me they already got one of those? We need more things like that. More roads. Oh, road improvement. Super important. Puts a lot of people to work. Great for commerce. Um, and we're not getting a lot of that right now. That costs money. It costs do re me. Um, no economic data this morning that I can find that's notable. You could look to the business climate in April coming out of Germany. And I, I just don't feel like that's going to help you. I feel like if I tell you the number, you're going to go, screw you, Rob. I don't need to know that. Wait, wait, you tell me you want to know the Sherman's Business Climate Index number? It was 106.6. Uh, today we get new home sales reports for March. 
Um, home building stocks will likely see some action off that. I want action. I want to live. Um, 30 year treasury sits at 2.7%. Does that sound right? No, no. Let's see. There's something wrong with that number. Let's see where we are. Uh, oh, that's t- uh, 30 year treasury. Um, 10 year treasury sits at 1.9%. Okay. Uh, let's take a quick look at oil, shall we? Um, see if there's anything going on there. What's going on? What's going on? Uh, oil sits at 43. Not bad. So we got that out there. Um, something I'm always fascinated by is trying to help you save money. Because there's, you can save money. You can earn more money. You can cut the cost of your food. You can cut the cost of your housing. You can cut the cost of your car. Or you can increase all those. And those three areas really will define and set expectations for success or failure in your life as far as financially goes. I spend too much on restaurants. I know that. I spend too much on vacations. I know that. Um, I make up for it by earning more uh, or doing more or investing better. So I'm still on track for retirement. Airfare, is it going to get more expensive? Um, It probably is. When you see Alaska Airlines purchasing Virgin America, you're kind of taking out some players that were known for excellent service and lower fares than the legacy carriers. Um, and they're becoming a legacy carrier. They're becoming a big boy. So I think, you know, it's a problem when you see that much consolidation in the airline industry. They're going to become number five. Weekday flights are still the best ways to fly, in my opinion, if you can. Uh, flights on Friday and Saturday are the most convenient for sure, but they're also the most coveted. Covet thy neighbor's wife? No, no. Covet the neighbor's flights, right? We want Friday and Saturday and Sunday. Um, so try to figure out ways to travel Tuesday and Wednesday. This is the best weekly pairs. Anyway, you can find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter, Rob Black Show, YouTube, Rob Black Show. You're listening to Rob Black and Your Money on AM 1220 KDOW. Thanks for listening to the show. If I can ever be of help, I'd love to be. I believe the financial planning model is the way to go and not the stockbroker or the insurance agent. Um, I believe that because for five years I worked as an individual uh, registered investment advisor. I managed millions and millions and millions of dollars. There was a lot that I liked about that. Someone would give you a portfolio and they'd say, turn 300,000 into beat the market. And I loved that. That was, I'm not going to say a challenge, but that was, you know, good work. And when you beat the market, you really, you know, earned what you did. And the job is always never lose to the market. Um, with that said, I don't think, I, I think the best, I gave up on that and said, I think the best way to go going forward is going to be the financial planning mar- uh, angle because people need more end to end 
help than they do uh, trying just to hit a big home run. So 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything that you want to talk about, we can talk about. Um, tech IPOs. This is one of those areas where I think people need to be very, very cautious. Um, at this time, I was talking with a friend of mine who is one of those people that, like, she's just just a, a great person. And she works for a company that's not really working out. And I was like, well, don't quit. And she's like, why not? I'm like, find what you want to do and think about working for another company. You know, that's fine. Get your resume together. But more importantly, start networking because trying to jump from one company to the next may be a little bit too quick. Find the right fit was the idea. And one of the areas where people sometimes don't do the same thing with investing is they don't find the right fit. They're like, I want a tech IPO. I saw how much Google went up. I saw how much you know Facebook went up. But Facebook, remember, went from 40 to 18, 18 to 110. But in between that 40 to 18 is that's where you need to have some courage and understand what you're doing for the right fit for you. Digital security is obviously pretty important, and we saw an IPO on Friday called SecureWorks, ticker symbol SCWX. Now, digital security important. IPO, kind of like good, right? You kind of like a check mark, check mark. But that's where the check marks start to stop. It was offered at fourteen dollars a share. It's like thirteen fifty ish now. So that's disappointing. The business was spun out from computer maker Dell, which had been a private company. Now since two thousand thirteen, they went were a publicly traded company. They went private. So very lackluster. Very lackluster reception for SecureWorks. So that's not going to get a lot of deals done. Had they gone gangbusters, Wall Street investment bankers would have said, hey, bring on another one. Bring on the one that's titled cyber or something or the other dot com. And next thing you would know, it's cyber something or the other dot com was publicly traded. It's just it's not the right time right now. And again, that goes back to my friend who's looking for another job. I'm like, be cautious. It may not be the right time. Try to find the right fit. There have just been 22 tech IPOs over the last 12 months, which puts the sector way behind healthcare, which has had 70 deals. It's a continuation of a relatively ho-hum period for tech IPOs. Um, IPOs can be fun and sexy. You know, this guy who's 40 plus, you know, 23-year-old woman could be fun and sexy, but it doesn't mean that she's right for you. Um, if that makes any sense at all. At some point in time, you get to conversation, right? Uh, the number of tech deals dropped 56% last year, 24. So it's hard to see investors getting all that excited for things out there. Um, you saw Google report a little bit of a disappointment first quarter. Microsoft a little bit of a disappointment. It's expected that Apple's not going to rock your socks when they report Tuesday evening. It's actually expected, you know, truth be told, to be pretty downright dull um, and to show a loss of momentum at Apple. For the first time in the post, this is so funny to say, the post-pre-iPhone era, right? So the first time since the pre-iPhone era, Apple could be shrinking. Not since 2003, the year of the third generation of the iPod. I think the first iPod only sold about 600,000 iPods in the first year. The first iPhone sold about 6 million. 
the Apple Watch sold 12 million in its first year, and people look at it as a disappointment. Um, Apple reported year-over-year declining quarterly revenue. Um, 51 consecutive quarters of growth. So it's been a long time since Apple has reported a year-over-year decline. So a sudden slump in iPhone sales, which is about two-thirds of their business, you know, could be a problem for them. Analysts expect a decline in revenue to $52 billion from $58 billion last year. That's a good problem to have. How much money do you make? $52 billion. Go write that down in revenue. And the next word you're going to say after you write down those numbers and look at those for a second, and you go, that's over 90 days. And if you want to use your, your complicated iPhone or maybe you have an abacus, divide that by 90. Can abacuses, can abacuses, abacuses, can they do billions? Probably not. Oh, sometimes I just want to die. Your kid's prom is getting more and more expensive. American parents are accustomed to, you know, treating kids like, you know, I guess you could say human cash machines, right? Now people are spending more and more money in order to not, not just for the limos, not just for the after parties. You're saying after parties? Not just for the fancy clothes. Not just for the corsage. Now people are spending more and more money for a promposal. What's a promposal? It's typically a complex feat of planning. Um, some of these go viral. Sometimes it could be something cute like you buy Kanye West slipper and you put a note in it. Um... You can try to get, like, presidential candidate Ted Cruz to read a promposal script on behalf of a teenager. And you give him $1,000. You give him a political donation, he'll do it. I know you're saying, that's what we want from our politicians, taking time out of their day to do promposals. So brands now are trying to get in on the action, of course. Um, Facebook, Instagram... They've got proposals out there, uh, themed approaches, Snapchat. So, promposals. I know you're saying, oh, good God. Now, Visa tracks prom-related expenses. They found the average American teenager spent $324 on promposing, trying to ask someone out prom. If you live in New England, the Northeast, $431. It's all part of the event now. just makes me want to die <laughs> right fair anyway 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air i'm rob black talking all things financial money investing and more find me at rob black show twitter rob black show youtube rob black show you sleep fine i'm driving here i sit cursing my government for not using my taxes to fill holes with more cement you fell asleep in my car i drove the whole time but that's okay i'll just avoid the hole so you sleep fine Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. 
I'm Rob Black, talking money, investing in more. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. Um, one of the more interesting ones to me is, do you remember MTV? I want my, I want my, I want my MTV. Um, early on, MTV had to convince cable companies to put TV, MTV on as part of the pack, cable package. So they came up with an ad campaign called I Want My MTV. Um, and it would be like, Billy Adam go, I want my MTV. Madonna got, I want my MTV. I know you're saying, doesn't Madonna sound a lot like Billy Idol? Yes. But MTV has recently announced that they want MTV to play music again. Uh, Viacom announced five of its 14 announced series are going to focus on music. Uh, they've got a revival of MTV Unplugged. They've got a music competition coming from Mark Burnett, who did The Voice. MTV's return to its roots after years of specializing reality TV. Not going to change necessarily the value of Viacom. Uh, there's some bigger picture developments out there. Dish Network and Viacom, you know, fighting with each other about are we going to carry you or not. I'm kind of sick and tired of, of the cable overcarriage thing. You know, it's not even cute. It's just, it's what a waste of money for most Americans who have cable television. We have literally thousands of stations, and we watch five. But we pay for thousands. Otherwise, maybe instead of having five stations, we'd have four, they think, that we watch. Maybe one of them would have to go away. Maybe CBS, if they can't get us to pay for MTV and VH1, which, trust me, when I was younger, they had their place in my home. But not now. And I don't want them. So um, Viacom and MTV, uh, when you look at Viacom, you look at like Comedy Central and Nickelodeon, and you look at how did they let John Oliver get away on a year that John Stewart got away, on a year that Stephen Colbert got away? It doesn't make any sense for them. Like they, they, you have to be really, really patient with a company that does that. Speaking of patience, let's bring in CFP Chad Burton. Joining me now, CFP Chad Burton. If you want to send him an email to ask a question during the segment, send it to chad at newfocusfinancial.com. But without the email this time, Chad, let's talk mutual funds versus ETFs. What do we need to know and who's the winner? <laughs> well, gosh, you know, it, it's it's tough because it's the the area and a lot of ETFs are very new. They do very well in the beginning sometimes, and it's really the long-term. In terms of ETFs versus mutual funds, I like them both. Okay. I, I can't say I like one other over the other. There's definitely certain ETFs I don't like. There's a lot of ETFs that have leverage or want to go inverse the stock market where people think that they're the way to perfectly protect their portfolio. Um, in periods of low interest rates and rising rates, I do not like bond ETFs. Those are the ones that will be quickest to be sold and have pricing issues when you're trying to sell. Um, so where I really, really like them, Rob, is large cap, okay. mid cap, U.S. I like them in those areas. Or when I look at my overall portfolio and I say, you know what, I just don't have enough technology or I don't have enough health care or I want to start accumulating financials, then I like to use some of the spiders to go in and get a, a broad shot into the overall stock market. I might have been sleeping when you said this. Why don't you like the emerging markets? Oh, cause here's the deal. Some of the, the emerging market ETFs 
are just the big, well-known names in those areas. And they only change once a year. And in an emerging market type of a fund, some of the successful ones have usually higher turnover and more broad exposure. I don't want just 25 stocks in China of the ones that are, some of which might have too much government control, uh, too quickly to be sold when people panic. There's a lot of small cap stocks overseas that look really attractive right now or specific dividend ones. Um, you know, you get, get into the brick and you got Brazil, Russia, India, China, one of which may be attractive at a certain period of time because they're becoming consumers. The other three, because maybe they're selling commodities and the super cycle might be over. So it's just it's just too inflexible. And in an emerging market or an international play, there's currency issues, there's political issues that might require more active management. ETFs have a reputation for lower fees than mutual funds or traditional mutual funds, that is. Do you prefer ETFs as a manager? As a manager? Yeah. Well, uh, fees are definitely something you have to look at, but when you look at Morningstar, for example, and you're looking at a fund, the returns are net of fees. So if if that's your last thing that you're looking at comparing to things that have a great return, a low standard deviation, good management history, you're comfortable with the process of the management team, you might, and you can't make the decision, you might choose the one on the lower fees. But fees aren't everything. Okay. In large cap and mid cap US, it doesn't require a ton of changes, so the lower fees are important. That's why I like them in those areas. But, uh, I, it, you know, again, I, I'm still going to stick with the idea. Unless I'm doing a short term tactical trade, I'm using managed funds for the international side. How do you use ETFs when putting together a tax efficient portfolio? Well, the greatest assets that you can hold in, when you're accumulating wealth in your taxable accounts are large cap or total stock market or mid-cap ETFs because they're low turnover, low annual tax consequences, and you can hold them for t- t- you know a long period of time. So you have once you start maxing out your 401k, you, you've maxed out your Roth IRA, you're now investing after tax, you start accumulating large cap, mid-cap in your taxable accounts, and then you monitor your overall asset allocation. So if your taxable accounts become large and you start overweighting to U.S. large and mid, then you need to shift where you're contributing in your 401ks to make sure that you're still maintaining the correct weight in small cap international and emerging markets, which tend to have more ongoing tax issues. So you want to have those ongoing turnover, high dividend tax issues inside your retirement accounts. Now, ETFs can be kind of like compared to index funds. Does that mean we no longer need to have index funds in our portfolio? Um, a lot of ways, a lot of times it's easier for the dollar cost averager. Like if you're trying to say, I need a fund where I can put in 100 bucks a month. Sometimes it's easier to go take your first thousand, open up a Vanguard you know, account and start having 50 bucks sent out of your paycheck into that index fund. So they still have their place. Um, unfortunately, not all ETFs, Rob, are, are indexes. There's a lot of managed ETFs coming out, yep. some of which people think, oh, this is a great tax-efficient way to invest. However, they rebalance every quarter, and they're actually horribly tax-inefficient. Never buy an ETF in the first six months of trading. There's not enough uh, activity. There's not enough people trading the shares, and you right. can end up with pricing errors on the short term when you buy or sell. Sounds good. That's Chad Burton. You can find him at newfocusfinancial.com. That's newfocusfinancial.com. Lots of good content there that you can grab and download and take a look at to spark your ideas when it comes to retirement and wealth preservation issues. That's newfocusfinancial.com. You can drop chat an email, chat at newfocusfinancial.com, and listen to his shows every day from 1 to 2 here on 1220 AM, New Focus on Wealth. I'm Rob Black. 
and I'm talking all things financial, anything you ever want to talk about, we can talk about. In retirement, things are going to change a little bit for you. You're going to have more health care spending. Um, it's an expense that's likely to go up. As you age, you're probably going to encounter health issues, which cost more money than you're typically used to. So don't think it's easy coasting once you hit retirement. Um, 77% of spending of pre-retirement households. Uh, what's that number? Let's see. Spending of post-retirement households, age 65 to 79, was about 77% of pre-retirement households. All expenditures um, are something you're going to have to look for, but look for health care to jump higher, um, roughly about $5,000 per year. I know you're saying, okay, that's a lot of money. If Social Security gives me 20, well, not quite. After taxes, you're looking probably at about 15. After health care costs, you're looking at maybe 10. Um, and again, that doesn't include new roofs or cars or food or anything else in your life. Your out-of-pocket medical costs are going to rise in retirement. Things that are going to drop, um, maybe saving for retirement. You no longer have to take a big chunk of change from your paycheck to put into your savings for retirement, depending on how aggressively saved in your younger years. That's why you need to replace hopefully 80% of your pre-retirement income, if not more. 10 to 20 times your salary is the number you're kind of going for. Your insurance costs may actually go up um, or may actually go down, depending on what sort of insurance we're talking about. Life and disability. Um, You don't need life insurance in retirement. You no longer have an income that you need to protect and replace. You've probably paid off big debts in your life, like a mortgage. Disability insurance, which was meant to replace your income if you no longer work, that's probably going to go bye-bye. But again, if you do need life insurance or health insurance or um, long-term care insurance, that's probably going to go up as you get older. Hopefully taxes go down in retirement. And it really depends on what state you live in and your spending. So hopefully that goes down, right? And um, electricity costs, property taxes, maintenance, um, those are expenses that are going to probably go up a little bit on you. It depends on if you travel a lot, if you don't. Um, worthy of note, your lifestyle expenses. A lot of people, they go up in the short term in retirement because people kind of get on that kick of, I've always wanted to go to see the pyramids. You can find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show. You can find me online at robblackshow.com. Listening to Rob Black and Your Money on AM 1220 KDOW on the iHeartRadio app. Welcome in, Rob Black and Your Money. 
Apple's watch outpaced the iPhone in the first year, and no one's really talking about that as a positive. Expectations have gotten so high, and success was so strong with the iPhone that people just go, yeah, that's cute. But the reality is it did okay. If you were any other company and you could get 12 million people to fork over 500 plus dollars for a product, you'd be like, that was okay. So, but in the end, I think a lot of people go, a gentle tapping alert when a text message on your hand, activity tracking consisting of rings that track your daily progress and calorie burns. Was there enough on the phone to say, ooh, I want one, or on the watch, I'm sorry. And you can see, like, the iPad did great in its first year. Very successful. 19.5 million units sold. I watched 12 to 13 million. The iPhone, 6.1 million. The iPod, 600,000. Good God, that's funny for me to remember. I remember in 2001, I had this big storage drive. I mean, it was basically a walk-around hard drive, like a big one, like a desktop computer drive. And that was my MP3 player. That's not good. So, in hindsight, that's not good. I hope you're with me on that one. Anyhow, Gadet's offering to acquire Trivium. Things changed pretty fast. The deal is valued at $815 million with debt. It would combine USA Today and LA Times. Um, pretty powerful. It would also get the Chicago Tribune as part of its portfolio. The offer values Tribune at a 63% premium of its closing price on Friday. Newspapers aren't dead, but how much of a future is there in them? Gannett has said in a press release that it was disappointed with Tribune's response to a proposal made uh, not that long ago. So USA Today, that came around in my lifetime. It was kind of a wonky newspaper, right? It had color. And I know you're saying, you're really dating yourself, Rob. I kind of am. And I'm actually okay with it. Uh, but what do you think about LA Times, Chicago Tribune, and USA Today all being owned by one company? You know, your instinct is like, that's not good. Who's going to give us our news? Who's going to be fair and objective if they only have one financial reporter? Well, yeah, that's the point of the story, right? Um, but also, they're, are they fighting for their lives or not? So... Um, because I can't remember the last time I ever had a fantasy about getting a subscription to a newspaper. Um, I guess you could say that if I used it for radio, you'd be like, sure. I like the Wall Street Journal myself. Um, I like Barron's myself, but New York Times, too much paper, too much in there that I don't want, right? But how about digitally speaking? Have they done enough to really stand out? Um, as far as news providers that are you know different than PR press releases or Reuters, eight hundred five one six twelve twenty to get your calls on the air. Uber has transformed the taxi industry pretty aggressively. Now they're starting to transform the rental car industry for business travelers. Um, but at what point in time is this going to tip back with the drivers saying, you know, hey, you know, we want you want a smooth cashless experience compared with a typical taxi ride? We're your drivers, buds, and you probably, are we your contractors, your employees? We'd be happy, like, I guess it's like, a, you know, having a girlfriend who really wants you to put a ring on it, um, as my dear friend Beyonce would say. 
they want to be employees. They want the health care benefit. They want the benefits of coming in the party and being introduced as your wife. Um, so gratuities has been a big sticking point for the company. And they're Uber starting in a situation now where they've got some legal issues in San Francisco that judges are going to start figuring out where they stand. But gratuities have been a pretty big sticking point in the $62.5 billion startup with its drivers. Uber takes a cut of their fares, usually 20 to 25%. Um, they've got a new agreement that they're working on with Uber drivers and Uber to post discreet signs in their cars stating that tips aren't included in the fare, a small but significant step that could rankle some of the company's established customers. Um, tipping has been a big problem. It hurts the experience of using Uber. It feels like a cab service all of a sudden. I'm surprised that people say that out loud, but they do. The whole beauty of riding an Uber is you can get in and you can get out and you don't have to deal with a lot of hassle of physical currency. But yeah, you have to, you know, you can add a tip. A lot of people don't know that. They just walk away. You can rate your driver. Um, so Uber allows passengers to rate drivers and drivers rate their passengers. And that's kind of when the, the math kind of go, comes into place. Um, I'm always happy when I use Uber or Lyft to, to over tip because I hated the taxi service industry that much. That's one of those industries where, you know how cable TV has this bad reputation for just not good service? And they've changed that in the last five years, ten years. But there was a point in time where they were like, screw you, you're out of luck, buddy. We'll get you a new cable box in two years. Uh, then competition came in and they suddenly had to play a little bit nicer, a little bit better. So, anyway, it's not, that's one of the nice reasons for having competition. You do get that extra perk of customer service comes with it from the people who are losing a little bit. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. Um, I saw a new home sales. Was that new home sales this morning? Uh, it wasn't that important of a number because it didn't move the markets, but new home sales obviously are important because... They bring jobs. You know, a construction guy buys hammers, and that helps, like, the steel industry and nails and wood and siding. So we look at new home sales as kind of important, but not jump up and down important. New home sales decreased 1.5%. The sales pace was revised up, though, for February, so it kind of was a push there. Um, housing looks a little stretched for sure. Um, and we're starting to see some weaker numbers, so it's maybe leaning towards weakness, but it's not there yet. You can find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter, Rob Black Show, YouTube, Rob Black Show. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.